have to think of some Easter egg to leave for Mike to find when he's editing this. No idea. Oh, that coffee was hot. I forgot that. I just filled it up. Sixteen. It's a podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm Kevin. Welcome back, Kevin. Well, thanks for having me. And we're back. All right. That feels much better. I just want to let you know, I checked on my wife while we took that break, and she is still alive. So <laughs> she she was able to get out of bed without my assistance. Um, she wasn't, she like, was... lying face down on the floor, cursing your name. <laughs> Scream. Help! <laughs> you passed her! <laughs> I think this house is haunted. Someone keeps moaning help. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. And um, I had never heard of, uh, I don't remember hearing of Texas Roadhouse. I didn't think we had uh, those here. You, you said they're in every town and there's one 15 minutes away Yeah, to know yeah. it was there. That was, uh, for a while, it was my dad's favorite restaurant, I guess. Cause like every time we'd come back to town, he'd be like, let's go over to Texas Roadhouse. Famous for their steaks. Actually, their steaks are good. Are they? You can get... You can get a better steak somewhere else, but they're good for what they are, like that chain restaurant. Yeah. I didn't get a Caesar salad every time we went. I'm like, what a steak joint. You're getting a Caesar salad. Ugh. Like, just get a steak. Come on. I don't know how I, I've never noticed it because it's literally next door to a place that I've been before. It, that's how all those chains are. They just fade into the background. Like you look at them and you could tell. I go to like parts of the country I've never been to before. Like, I'd never seen a Cheddar's till I got south of Wisconsin. Cheddar's? And Cheddar's. Yeah, they're like a St. Louis area chain. You probably have them in your area, too. I'd, I'd never seen them, but you drive by it and you go, that's a chain. There's a thousand of them. I've just never seen them before. Cheddar's Scratch Kitchen? Yeah. Okay. And the, the, there, there the are two these, here, but not near me. The number of these chains that... I, I don't know when there's so many good local restaurants, why we're sitting at Applebee's or like, I understand the need for a Burger King or a McDonald's. I get that. It's something where you, you don't even slow down and someone throws a sack of food through your window, your car, cause you're in a hurry. I do not get going to Applebee's. Like I can get the same burger I had in Tucson here. It's great. I don't well, know. To something that Tucson has. I think they exist because of uh, of people who travel for work a lot and have to go out to eat in groups because yeah everybody knows what they're going to get they're you know it's standardized it's not there's no there are no surprises the only one of those chains that I'll do on a regular basis is Buffalo Wild Wings and it's only on Monday nights and it's only during football season because <laughs> I've gotten burned a couple of times when my boss and I have gone to what we find listed as a local sports bar and we walk in and they have one 24 inch TV behind the bar that's showing like a wheel of fortune. And you're like, 
this was listed as a sports bar. And they're like, yeah, I mean, we talked about sports once in the late eighties and we've like, got sports memorabilia on the walls. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we did that like three times in a row. We got burnt on that and we're like, forget it from now on Monday night. If it's a football game, we want to watch. We just go to a Buffalo wild wings because they'll have the TVs there. Other than that, I won't hit any of those chain restaurants unless I have to. I've, in fact, told people when they say, where do you want to go for lunch? I'll say anywhere but Applebee's. And, and they're like, <laughs> oh, you said Applebee's. And we end up at Applebee's. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say, you, you you said, tell them anywhere but Applebee's. And they all of a sudden get confused. Like they that's can't think of a restaurant. That's Friday's. There's a hotel I've stayed at a few times in Memphis where the restaurant in the hotel is a Friday's. And so, like, if you get room service, it comes from Fridays. Oh, no. Which makes breakfast interesting because Fridays does not do breakfast, but they somehow have to figure out how to do eggs and bacon in the morning. It's it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it is not good. This just in, I got a text from my dad with a photo attached. He's making our uh, Italian family recipe for meatballs. For my sister to use later to stuff raviolis with. So ravioli with meat is the only good ravioli, but the only one you can ever find anywhere is stuffed with cheese. Yeah, because there are people who don't want to eat the meat. Garbage people. Like my wife. (laughs) I have come to appreciate cheese raviolis because I have to, um, but yeah, I'm like wishing I could drive up to Wisconsin <laughs> right now. So this kind of this kind of brings us to what I had planned for the show today. I've been listening to this show I not since the beginning, but but I mean longer than I've been sending questions and we're on I don't know what number question. I've probably been listening since episode 125 or so. And I've I've known you for 10 years tangentially. <laughs> In COVID and, time, anyway. And well, no, I like we did the the trivia. Oh, that's right. Years ago, and we were both in the Kevin McGinty sucks video. Um, we were. Yeah, I lost I, my copy. Do you know where my copy of that video is? I could make a. I've got. I'll send it to you. I've got it on my computer. No, no, no I, I think I have the digital version, but my physical copy oh. of the DVD that we made up is in Virginia Beach. <laughs> Oh, see, I've got my physical copy is still in the other room, and I've got the digital copy. Yeah, I, I was the the radio personality question oh, yeah. asker in that. Yeah, I started out asking the question, which is interesting to where we've ended up. It is. That's I crazy. still ask the questions, but you you and I did that. Like we were on opposite ends of a headset for one long weekend. I was in Matthew's basement ago. when we did that. Yeah, yeah, that's that crazy. Was, Yep, that was, I mean, what was that, 12 years ago, probably, at, yeah, least. at least? I mean, yeah. I did eight years in Chicago, and that was two or three years before I moved to Chicago, so a little over 10 years. I, you know, I, I know you through the show, I know you a little bit through that, but I don't know, I don't know Mike. <laughs> who really and I'd does. like to get to know, where'd you come from, what made you who you are, and I figured there's <laughs> no better interviewer alive than Larry King, who never once did a bit of research on the people he was interviewing. Um. And I, I, I just wanted to uh, sit down and, and ask, ask you some questions, find out where you came from, get to know the mic inside the mic, the mic behind the mic. I Ooh. Start there. Very nice. Uh, 
Well, we need some theme music for this. Welcome to Kevin Question Live. I'm Larry King, and I'm dead. Here's Kevin. That's my Larry King impression. So I wrote down three questions, and none of them make any sense. So this is more prep than I've ever did. I had a radio show that I did for three years. The three questions I wrote down is more prep than I've ever done. Um, And my parents will attest. My wife will attest. I've never prepped for anything in my life. So uh, I so I know that you started out in southeast Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, how long did you spend there? You 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 said earlier that you moved to Minnesota and then eventually ended up down there. Uh, how how'd you uh, where where in southeast Wisconsin did you start and uh, what what brought you to Minnesota and then eventually to Atlanta? Are those the three questions or is that a three part? No, those are not oh, the, the first three question. I, wrote down. I will slowly <laughs> work in the three that I wrote down. Okay. Um, I was born in Racine, which I've always okay. pronounced as Racine, even though I, I know that most people up there pronounce it Racine. We were watching the Lottery House Hunters the other day. Not sure if you're familiar with this. It's lottery winners buying a house. Buying like a, like the, an enormous, ridiculously expensive house. So that's what it started as, but there are only so many $12 million winners. Uh, this one, I believe this lady won uh, $500,000. One of them that we saw yesterday was someone won $100,000. Oh. But they lived in Racine. Oh, interesting. A host who was not from the area called it Racine. The real estate agent called it Racine, and Rachel and I both went, well, she's not from there. <laughs> so... Racine. That's how you know you're from Chicago if you call it Racine. Now, okay. So, Interesting. So, you started out in Racine. That's the correct way uh, to say it then. Good. I, I I thought I was always right. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, I had never heard it Racine like until with most I got things. to Chicago. And the street in Chicago is Racine. Well, people in Everybody Milwaukee was, call it Racine, too. Well, people in Milwaukee are idiots. And, but, and yeah, and my family lives in Oconomowoc. Which I pronounce Oconomowoc, okay. not Oconomowoc, which is how everybody there says it, I think. It starts with an O. I, I've always called it Oconomowoc. Well, it's Wisconsin with the long O, so why yeah, wouldn't it be? Yeah, everything. Man, it's so know. much of it is hard to figure out in Wisconsin. Like, I'm surprised there's not some weird D in the middle of everything that was used to. It used to be a TH. <laughs> Dem over dare. <laughs> okay, so you're from Green Bay, right? So, so I born and raised in North, Green Bay, northeastern I, Wisconsin. So uh, yeah. the the joke in southeastern Wisconsin was always that people in nor- northern Wisconsin, which for us was northeastern, north central yeah. Wisconsin, the, the upper peninsula of Michigan, um, was that people up there, up there, said "ya dare hey." Does anybody actually say "ya dare hey"? Because I've never so, actually heard anyone legitimately say "ya dare hey" seriously and not making fun of somebody think, up there. I think that's like play it again, Sam. It's something where people say ya yeah, and people say dare and people say hey, but, but the, no one ever says ya yeah, dare hey. Okay. Just like in the movie Casablanca, he never says play it again, Sam. He says a thousand different or, or like three different things that are similar to that, but he never and he never says Luke, I am your father. Right. You know, it's, it, he's people say ya, yeah, people say dare, and people say hey, and we always attribute that to the UP. So you've got to get okay. to the UP. Like, I'm sure when you get to the UP, they say, oh, the Canadians say that. 
And then in Canada, <laughs> they're like, oh, those damn Inuits say that. It just, the further north you get, you just blame it on someone above you. But you'll hear people say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know. And eventually well, it, stop, it stops at Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think I, no one has ever put those three together in a serious. And I don't think it's, hey, I think, I think, and I didn't realize this until I started watching. There's this guy, Charlie Barron's. I don't know if you've ever seen his YouTube videos. No. It's Manitowoc Minute. It is hilarious. The one I didn't realize that everyone says is, and I say it too, op, O-P-E. Oh. And if you bump into someone in the grocery store, you go, oh, sorry. Oh. oh. Yeah, that does, I, that does sound like something I probably have You said. will listen to your family talk now, and you'll catch them saying, oh, and you'll be like, how did I never hear that before? I think I think we have played one of his audio from one of his videos. So I, I think I have um, seen Manitowoc Minute. I found it just before I moved back here. And like, I, I'm so mad at myself because like everything he says, and he grew up in Wisconsin, went out to LA to become a famous newscaster and realized I can just make fun of Wisconsin better than I can do anything else. And his stuff is hilarious. <laughs> and I, it's so obvious. I just kick myself for not coming up with the idea first. And he's funnier and does it better than I could ever hope to do it. But I mean, his stuff is so good. I just just sit there going like, man, if I ever got off the couch, what could I do? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, well, to finish, did you live? Well, to finish that, I, I always thought Yadder Hay was a, was, yeah, I wondered if it was a real thing. Apparently it, it's not because nobody's ever actually heard anybody say it. Um, yeah, not all in one, but I think if you have a conversation, like if, if you can talk to someone who is like 68 and lives 28 minutes outside of green Bay in a, in a half hour conversation, you're going to get all three of those. Yeah. Just not Just in not that order. In that, in that order. Yeah. So what's interesting to me is having moved away and I, I go back to visit within the last five to 10 years. And like I said, I, my sister and I grew up in Racine, my sister and her family and my parents both live in Oconomowoc now, which is like an hour away. By road, because you have to go north and then west. If you went directly, yeah, it's probably only 45 minutes um, as the crow flies. But so not that far away. And within the last five to 10 years, I have noticed everyone now says, yeah, oh, yeah. Like very quickly, though, like they'll they'll respond in the affirmative and say, yeah, oh, yeah. The one to the point I that I my my wife and I come back here and start saying it to people. <laughs> the one that I've noticed, and I only noticed it since I started watching those videos and moved back kind of all around the same time, is people, if, if someone says like, oh, did you guys stop at the quick trip? People go, yeah, no. <laughs> that one I've noticed before, saying yes and, yes and then no. <laughs> or yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's, we didn't have time to stop at the quick trip. They, oh, they got those glazers, though. <laughs> I didn't notice that one as being Wisconsin-specific, though. I thought I thought that I heard more people saying that, just in a, in general. But specifically, I, ya it, oh ya is this thing that's happening yeah, in southeastern oh yeah. Wisconsin now. I have to look for that. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I'm sure it's something that 
it, it's those things that you don't notice until they're pointed out that we lived with forever. Like, are you, so are you, I'm now, insisting it never happened before until about 10 years it, ago. It could have been, but so this is one that's been going on my whole life. Are you a soda or a pop guy? And how were you raised? I'm a pop guy. I was raised pop, but so. here's the thing. Neither of my parents are from Wisconsin. My dad's from Cleveland and my mom's from Joliet. And we used to go down to Joliet like every two weeks on the on Sunday to visit my with my grandparents, and they were pop people. And I think that's where pop pop is a Chicago thing, right? So pop is like Chicago. I was soda growing up, but I remember being really young, and we were pop when I was really young. And hmm. then my uncle and my he moved. It's my dad's slightly younger brother. They moved to Milwaukee, and I, I don't know if this is one of those stories I've made up, but my dad said they're calling it soda because they're big city people, and he started calling it soda to make fun of them, and that's how we became soda people. But I, I, I don't know. I've had a ton of these stories that I know are 100% true, and when I ask my parents about it, they're like, that isn't even close to what happened. <laughs> that's just how I remember it. And I, I, so I grew up soda. We called it soda. To call it pop seems weird to me. Uh, now you're a Coke guy. Being in Georgia, you got to just be a Coke guy. Yeah, everything down here is Coke, even if it's not soda. I'll take a Mountain Dew Coke. <laughs> what's your What's your stance on iced tea? Are you unsweetened? Are you sweetened? I don't like tea in general, and I like sweet beverages. I have always wanted Southern sweet tea the way they make it down here where they, they make it hot and they melt the sugar into the hot tea and then yeah. cool it down. And it's, and it's all like that. You have to, you know, if you want unsweetened iced tea, you have to ask for unsweetened iced tea. If you just ask for iced tea, you're going to get sugar with some tea in it yeah, <laughs> and ice. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm down totally with, uh, with Southern style sweet tea as the fast food chains call it. I was always trying to melt sugar into into already almost frozen iced tea and being incredibly frustrated. I can I can picture that as a child stirring the damn sugar with the spoon in the glass with the ice and being like, why won't it melt? I quit drinking soda nearly exclusively like 10 years ago. And then, you know, occasionally I like to have a soda, but I I don't like to at lunch when I'm on traveling and stuff. I don't like to sit down and have a soda. I don't need that big spike of sugar in the middle of the day. I usually get coffee, but when you're down south, if you order coffee for lunch, they look at you like crazy. <laughs> so I always get an unsweetened iced tea. And I would say I'm eight out of 10 on this when they bring out the unsweetened iced tea. First of all, they don't believe me that I want it unsweetened. <laughs> and then they, they bring it out and they bring a bowl of sugar. And then they always say, well, in case you change your mind, or, oh, that's hilarious. I really want a little bit. I'm like, every time. Then I, they look at me like I'm crazy. And I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm an unsweetened ice. I, and I would never pick to drink it. It's just, I don't want water. And that's the only flavored beverage that isn't soda everywhere. Yeah, if they're not making coffee anymore. Yeah. <laughs> at lunchtime. <laughs> So how long did you spend in Racine? You said earlier you moved to Minnesota as a kid. Where, where no, no, you... no. I uh, I lived my entire childhood in 
the same house okay. in Racine. Um, I was I was born in a building that used to be a hospital, um, directly next door, and by next door I mean on the same block. There was no street dividing it from the Frank Lloyd Wright designed headquarters of Johnson Wax, now <laughs> SC Johnson and Company or whatever they're called. Um, so I don't know if that's what got me into architecture. <laughs> it seems stupid. But, you were just and, born close to a cool building. I was born next door to a cool building, yeah. And uh, in a building that is now owned by Johnson Wax and is, is their research facility. And my joke is that the uh, delivery room where I was born is now the cockroach <laughs> hatchery in the raid wing. That sounds right. I could, I could believe that. So when did you move to Minnesota? Um, for college. I, I, tried, okay. I tried going to uh, the U of M's architecture program, which at the time was in complete and total disarray. I did not know this when I signed up. I had to figure that out while I was there. And um, as soon as I figured that out, I, I decided, um, well, not only do I not like this school, but I don't like um, the climate either. So I'm going to do a total 180 in both cases and go to a small architecture school somewhere where it is not uh, 30 below with minus 80 wind chills. Yeah. And then uh, the year you... after I moved, their architecture program lost its accreditation. So I felt validated in doing that, even yeah. though it extended my college career by a couple of years. U of M was, was I had spent all of high school saying that's where I was going to go. And I like a full one third of my graduating class was going to school there from green and Bay, from green Bay. Like a third went to Madison, a third went to twin cities. And then the other third kind of split up amongst all of up. the various. And I'm guessing there's a fourth third that just didn't go to college. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's when I, when I, saw how many students were going there. I was like, I don't want to do high school too. And that's when I picked Eau Claire <laughs> just because like that I had met, I had met Kurt through another friend whose sister went to Eau Claire and I went and stayed on campus just for like a weekend and met Kurt then my senior year of high school. And that's when I decided like last minute, like, I guess I'll apply to this school too. I had only applied to <laughs> Twin Cities in Milwaukee. And I didn't even want to go to Milwaukee. So my dad was just like, you need a second school. And so I picked Milwaukee. And, and then just like on a whim was like, oh, Claire seems fun. There's way more girls here than guys. I'll go to school there. And <laughs> that's how I ended up, uh, in, you know, Claire. I applied so, to five different schools. And I think I picked Minnesota because they had uh, single room freshman dorms. And nobody else did because <laughs> I didn't want a roommate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was my rationale at the time. I know that like I talked to a bunch of people that wanted to go like Milwaukee had the one tower and everybody thought that was cool or that like the one gigantic building like the round one that, yeah, or octagonal or whatever round. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's just one gigantic dorm building. Mm hmm. And that seemed weird. Um, everybody on, so the big controversy, like my, when I was on campus, it was one of the dorms in Eau Claire, they were switching to like co-ed. Um, like it, it was already like the dorm I was in, like the first floor was the men's floor. The second floor was a woman's floor. The third was men's again. 
but this one they were going to let men and women live on the same floor. You couldn't live in the same room with someone of the opposite sex, but you could live on the same floor. And I remember it was this huge controversy. Like, the kids are going to touch each other. Like, I'm pretty sure they're doing that anyway. Like, parents were writing letters. And it was, it well, of, was just, of course they are. That's what college is for. They're I also going to be drinking. Out, like, you know, what do you think is happening here? Like, next they're going to have alcohol. Like, yes. Predatory lenders are on campus. Yes, everybody signed up for all of those credit cards. <laughs> I never signed up for a credit card on campus. I never did, but the fake guy with the fake uh, social security number that I created has horrible credit, and I have a ton of t-shirts. <laughs> I created a guy, and I had made... I like I kept his details the same, and I used that for every single... App, and I'd get whatever free thing they were handing out and walk away and, you know, the, expect... I mean, I never heard from him again. Uh, I picked, I lived in 157 Governor's Hall or 156, and right across the hall was the stairwell. And the stairwell, like they skipped numbering. There was like, on that side of the hall was 150. Yeah, so I was 156. That other side of the hall was 155 and then 159. 157 would have been where the stairwell was. Yeah, so and, that's, that, and that's because they the had address. to number it on the architecture plans. Yeah. But they didn't actually make a, a stupid little number sign to stick on the wall in there because who cares? It's a stair. Yeah, that's what I used for his address. <laughs> that's awesome. So then the <laughs> mail would come to the front desk, and the person working the front desk would have no idea where to put it because there was no room 157. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Who is this Robert Mackey? <laughs> that, Bob Mackey? Isn't that, yeah. a, isn't that a famous person? Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> His, his middle name was Bob. His name was Robert Bob Mackey. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, his birthday was 21581. Uh, his social security number was close enough to mine that I could recite it, but wasn't mine, so it was okay. <laughs> because you would fill that stuff out, and they would just ask. You know, like, okay, what's your... Because obviously people were filling these out fake, and they would go, so what's your birthday? And I knew it, because... It was two days off of my birthday, and I just memorized that it was different than mine. And that guy has to have horrible credit. Somewhere, someone's looking for him. These credit cards would show up. Like, I'm sure they were just offers for credit cards, and they, but he would get so much mail that, and no one knew where to put it because there was no mailbox for that room. Did you, uh, how did you know this? Did you know the person that worked the front desk? So the, the front desk at our, in every dorm in Eau Claire, the front desk had, like, the, it was a little convenience store in every dorm room. They had, like, soda coolers. They had a pizza oven in there. You could buy a pizza. They had a microwave with all these microwavable sandwiches. But part of your job, if you worked the shift where the mail got delivered, was to sort the mail. So, you, I mean, you would come up and you'd be like, hey, I want to buy a bottle of soda. And I knew, you know, I'd buy the dark red Fruitopia. And you could drink it down a certain amount, fill it up with vodka, and then it was the same color as the light red Fruitopia. And I knew exactly how far <laughs> down to drink that. But the, And then you can drink wherever you want, because everyone's like, he's got the light red Fruitopia. No one's looking that close at the label. Nope. Um, but that person, you'd always see, and I, I had a shift that you know I worked whenever, and you would just see the mail piled up there for like 
then with a post-it note on it that like who is this and yeah, they, it's just piled up credit card offers and stairwell number three question mark yeah i would i would sign him up for everything like i'm sure that like my pick and save card i used his information when i filled it out yeah my Kroger card, but back when I signed up for that, you didn't actually have to fill anything out because you it, I, like the thing came with the little card, the card, well, the big card and the little card that you put on your keychain with the barcode on it. And I just slapped the thing on my keychain and threw the rest of it away. When I worked at cops, we had the cops key card and the store manager one year showed up at my parents' house with a fruit basket because my mom was the number three purchaser at that grocery store because if someone didn't have a key card, I would just key her number in. (laughs) We were supposed to have them sign up, but it was the same thing. Like all they had to do was like name address, phone number, and then you give them the card. Maybe you didn't even need to sign up for it then, but anybody that didn't want it, I just keyed in my mom's. So at the end of the year, she was the number three purchaser at the whole grocery store. And that after that, we had a policy against keen and other people's like, you have to make sure they sign up for it. I'm like, eh, this is easier. My sister frequently gets the award of number one customer at her grocery store, but um, no one's doing that for her. It's just because she has uh, four kids that eat a lot. Quite the large family. Yeah. yeah I, I was one of the first. My key card number was a two-digit number. I don't, it was like four, three, it was zero, 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 four, three. Like that was the first five numbers of the UPC that was assigned to that. And then it was like zero, 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 four, three, because our store was the test store for it. And they had all the employees sign up for it. And I, it's like a two digit number way back in the day. I thought it was the dumbest. I still think it's the dumbest thing. ever. I don't carry any of those cards. I just, I punch in my phone number and it says, thanks, Jack. Because the guy who had my phone number before me was named Jack. It was great when he uh, didn't have the phone number anymore because he spent time in jail. Um, and when I first got the phone, I would get texts from people asking if I was selling anything. Apparently, this gentleman sold uh, illicit drugs. Ah. I would text people and be like, yeah, yeah, I just got, I just got some in. Meet me at, and I would give him like a corner in Chicago. And they'd be like, dude, I'm here. I don't see you. I'm like, dude, I'm waving at you right now. Turn, turn. And like, <laughs> no, the other way. <laughs> and yeah. And I would keep them going for like, and then they'd be like, I don't, and they'd get pissed. Well, if I find you, I'm going to kill you. Good luck. It's a big city. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are alive today. So when did you end up uh, in, in Atlanta? What brought you down there? School. Yeah. Okay, so you Pick, went picking the opposite size uh, school in the opposite climate. That makes sense. And um, uh, yeah, so my sister, who was living in South Carolina at the time, was supposed to be moving to Atlanta. Her and her husband, and um, so I moved in with them very briefly to piggyback off of their move. Okay, and is that when you turned to the crack pipe? No, no, I'm, I'm not sure where you're getting your information. You're, you're, look, you're looking at your, you're down. looking at your notes and uh, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> okay. you're talking about. Um, they ended up moving to Virginia, oddly near Virginia beach, um, Williamsburg area <laughs> for, cause his job 
thing changed instead of Atlanta, it became Virginia. And so I was like, oh, I guess I'm moving by myself. So I just moved over here. That's uh, so after you finished, you just, you loved the Atlanta area. That's, this is where I'm going to stay. I stayed for two. uh, No, I stayed for like one year and then I got laid off and I couldn't find a new job. And my grandparents were being moved into the uh, nursing home up in Oconomowoc and their health was declining, obviously. And I thought, well, now's a good time to move back home. (laughs) So I moved back home and I was there for two years and that's where I met my wife. And, uh, I, I discovered that because of the way that UW Milwaukee with their architecture program, where they have a regular old bachelor degree with a major in architecture and then another two years for a master's degree, they somehow managed to convince uh, the legislature or whoever makes those those decisions in in Wisconsin to allow people who only had the bachelor's degree, which again is not a bachelor of architecture, that's a five year degree, that is a professional degree, that is the degree that I have. This is just a regular bachelor's degree with a major in architecture, which means literally nothing. Those people all got to um, sit for the architectural registration exam and become registered architects, but only in the state of Wisconsin, so they can never move and continue to work as architects. And uh, it turned out that of the you know hundreds of people that signed up every year, only like 50 or so continued on to, the, to get a master's degree. And so the market is flooded with all of these bozos with regular plain bachelor's degrees working in architecture. And so you can't make any money. I discovered this right away and immediately started looking for a job in Atlanta. It took me two years. All right. And so, well, with the uh, How I Met Your Mother pop, that's got to be a popular profession. Oh. Because <laughs> Ted Mosby was an architect and everybody loved him. No, they didn't. They thought he was an insufferable, uh, yes. stuck-up douchebag, which is uh, very accurately portrays um, people in architecture in academia, yes. but not necessarily practicing architects. So what's your stance on birthdays? I think everyone <laughs> has one. Hitler had a birthday. They're not special. What's your thought? <laughs> um, I don't really care uh, one way or another. Yeah. All right, good. I mean, it's, I think... it's an excuse to go out to eat. You no, know, back in the days when you could go out to eat. God, remember those restaurants that would give you like, Oh no, uh, no, 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 no. I didn't do that. Either a free meal or we had this one in uh, central Wisconsin that they would give you the percentage off of the number of years that you were alive. And so like (laughs) your your 35th birthday, you get 35% off your bill. That's pretty nice. They they had a lady come in one time for her 101st birthday. So it was, so they gave her money. So they gave her money Yeah, Yeah, and it's not off the whole bill. They only take your (laughs) meal. So, but yeah, they, you know, they, I think they just gave it to her for free. Like at a certain point you're asking people to do math. That's never easy for people. Yeah. No, so honestly, I, I'm not. I'm not above playing the. It's my birthday card for free stuff. But but my with, ideal, with with my ideal birthday is everyone just acts like it's another day of the week. Yeah, I don't like, care. I don't care about a party or celebrations or anything. If I can get if I can get something free at a restaurant, I will do that as long as they don't sing to me. So my birthday is the 13th of February, and I've always I can't go to dinner. Because if you go to dinner anytime near my birthday, it's it's all the 
Oh, you want a heart-shaped steak? No, I don't. I don't want any Valentine's Day crap either. Don't like, ruin my steak. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I've I've never been able to go out to dinner for my birthday because it's so close to Valentine's Day. Yeah. That you're just uh you're you're stuck with people that are going to argue about something later. Mine's right before uh, Christmas, so yeah. Yeah. I've always been a fan of an achievement day. Like pick something that you're proud of doing and celebrate that instead of your birthday. In fact, you should probably celebrate your mom on your birthday anyway. She's the one who did all the work. That's true. So, that being said, <laughs> what would you consider your achievement day? What's the one thing that like you feel is is your biggest achievement that you should celebrate annually? I don't think I've ever thought about that. I don't think I have any. You wouldn't say like the day you became licensed or I'm not. Or the day that you I hate you my job that much. <laughs> Yeah, so I find this interesting because I ask people this all the time. What would your achievement day be? And I don't have anything that I feel would be an achievement day either. I've never accomplished anything of note. Did you graduate college? No, never did. Really? See, at well, least at least I've done that. But I, I don't even a, care. I, I don't even care about that. Yeah. I don't I ask me, years and, Kevin, ask me where my diploma is. Where's your diploma? Don't know. Same spot as my wife, ah! I'm sure. <laughs> face down on the floor yelling for help yeah i just i so i i never i i did a couple of years in the university of wisconsin at eau claire was like you have learned all you can from us it's time for you to fly on your own and i said <laughs> yeah i think we've done as much as we can together and uh i i had always said you know i'll go back so when when my wife graduated we moved to central central wisconsin from eau claire we moved to stevens point she got a job at an insurance company there, and I transferred to liquor department manager at the cops in Stevens Point. And I was like, everybody above me at that store was two years older. So, you know, here's a 26-year-old or 24-year-old Kevin going like, I want to be assistant store manager someday and then store manager, and I'm just going to move up at this company. And then you get there, and everyone is two years older than you, and they're not retiring anytime soon, and you're zero chance for advancement. Yeah. And I... Well, I've got to get back in school, and I'm working the liquor department in the, the in the grocery store. Which, by the way, to our southern listeners, um, that's a really great thing about up north is yeah, you, you don't just, have to go to a separate store to buy yeah. the good stuff. You're not limited to beer and alcohol or beer and wine. It's I mean, just like a here. separate aisle. It's just oh, it's a, like a, it's like another it's a separate little room right in the front. Yeah. It's easy yeah. access. So I had a separate entrance in mine. So oh, cool. I would be busy twice a day. Well, yeah, two and a half times a day. I would get a rush right at 8 a.m. because it's Wisconsin. And then the rest <laughs> of the time. People coming home people, from the bars. Yeah. Yeah. Then the rest of the day, people would walk in, grab whatever they needed, and then walk back into the produce department, finish their shopping, and pay for it all with all their groceries. So I really had nothing to do until noon when people would come in my entrance and go to the deli buy whatever they're having for lunch and, and i would check them out and i would just sit there i would read books and i was like i can't do this forever i gotta get back into school and i would be so bored when the liquor deliveries got dropped off they would be sending a guy in later to put them away i would just put them away because i was just sitting there with nothing to do and <laughs> you did that other the manager for him. the manager for the liquor company one of the liquor companies said you got to apply for this job we've got an open position 
And I said, it says college degree required. I haven't finished school yet. And he said, I never finished school. I don't care. I'll hire the right people. And that's how I got into the beverage industry. And like every job I've had since requires a college degree or compensatory experience. And at this point, I mean, what am I going to learn getting a college degree in, you know, civics or whatever that I wouldn't <laughs> already know about beverage sales. Right. So yeah. I I could go back and finish at this point. I'm sure none of my credits transferred. It's not worth finishing. Yeah. But uh, I'd have to start over, but why, why spend the time and money? So yeah, that's why I don't have an achievement day. I've never achieved anything. <laughs> for For me, I love money and, and the things that money can buy. And, and that the fact that time is money and I like my time and I want to, I want to enjoy my time. So, but I want, I want people to give me money, but I don't want to have to do anything for it and getting a college degree and then moving on in that, in that field, pretending to know what I was doing was the easiest way to get people to give me money. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to say like, I felt like I was investing in myself, but I just wasn't ready for college. I, I never learned any study habits in high school. Cause I, I could just sit there and like make fun of everybody else in class and then get 103% on the test. <laughs> I, I just, my parents would come home from parent teacher conferences and they would say like, you've got a 98 cumulatively on all of your tests and you have a 36% on all your homework because you've never done any. <laughs> and that averages out to a B plus and I'd be like, sounds great to me. B plus let's go. <laughs> as long as it was enough to keep the car insurance deduction for the good grades, I was happy. Yeah. And I did just enough to get by and it worked for me. And then that didn't work in college. <laughs> I had horrible time management. Like I, I just was, and I broke my ankle my freshman year, which put me behind. And I, I just, I wasn't ready to be on my own. And 18 year old Kevin was too interested in having a good time. Um, which is why I think we should give, uh, like, we should be more open to people taking that gap, gap year. Yep. I, I think if I took that gap year, I would have been ready to go when I landed. And some people like my wife, she graduated in three and a half years. She knew what she wanted to do. She was laser focused and did it. And that's just not who I was at that age. I was more interested in having a good time. I was interested in both things. And, and, you know, like I thought I knew what I wanted to do, but then like, stuff just kept happening in life to get in the way, you know, like going to the wrong school for two years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I get to transfer some of these credits. So it wasn't a complete and total waste of time, but now I have to move halfway across the country. <laughs> so at yeah. some point I did, I did love what, what I ended up doing. That's why I got into it in the first place, but I've discovered as, as an adult, living my life that the moment somebody starts paying me to do something, I stop loving and doing it. Even though yeah. I love money, it's weird. I, that's why everybody says, Oh man, you've got to find your passion and then find a way to make money. No, doing it. Like, no, that doesn't like, work. My wife is, is an avid knitter. She loves knitting. She, she does quite a bit of it. And the thought of like having a deadline to finish a project <laughs> and, like, you know, she's even had people like, oh, my God, I love your sweater. What would it take to make that? And she's like, well, it's 
it's $220 worth of yarn. And it took me a hundred hours to make. She's like, I couldn't see charging you anything less than $600 to make it. And they're like, what? what? I could buy it at the store for $68.50. And then you, go for it. Yeah. It's just, it's, <laughs> if you told her she had to like knit 500 washcloths so we could set up our stand at the, the flea market, she like, it would not be fun anymore. Yeah. I totally understand. Like you, pick a hobby pick pick a job doing something you can tolerate for the next 60 years and pick a hobby that you'll enjoy whether or not you're getting paid to do it I don't, hobbies so have to stay hobbies I, okay. I have zero hobbies like everyone's like oh you love to play video games i'm like no i play video games i like, <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or watch have, supermarket sweep yeah, I have zero hobby. I, my brain, I can't just sit and watch TV. Like, I, I get bored with it. So I need, and I've got, like, Madden going in this corner so I can pay attention to the TV without my brain just, like, it's been established over and over again. I, nobody wants my brain going and coming up with the weird crap it comes up with. <laughs> um, like, that's, so do you have any, do you have any tattoos? Nope. I see. I've never, I've never been able to get. My wife has a bunch, and and every time I ask someone, like one of my good friends, like you've known me for twenty years, what to you screams Kevin? They always just like, you know, they do that thing where they've got an answer and they go, no. and it's never like, uh, I don't know, you you like Coke? I'm like, you know, I I have drank Coke. I'm not huge into it. I. I own a motorcycle, but I'm not like weird motorcycle guy that that's all I want to talk about. I got nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm the same way. I like, and, and I love that you brought that up because now I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start asking people what to you screams, Mike, yeah. like what, what should I get as a tattoo? What, what is, what is my identity to you? What do you think? Right. Cause, I've, cause I've to me, nothing. I've never been able to come up with anything that I've wanted badly enough to permanently you know, deface my body with not that my body is something that I'm so amazingly proud of that I wouldn't deface <laughs> it. Like I would totally yeah. inject ink into any place on my body other than my face or my neck or my hands yeah. that people can see. But, um, I just can't think of anything like, no, I'm, I've always been the same. I have no idea what I would get. I where, and anytime I do come up with something, it's not an idea. I, I, care about and then there's like a valid reason two years down the line to not get it like i don't the one that i always like my favorite color is orange and my favorite number is 13 well the orange pool ball is or the orange striped pool ball is number 13 so that seems like a perfect fit but well yeah i don't you care don't like about pool, pool. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yep i just like i'm a packers fan but i'm the packers fan that can't like i think I never wore Packers gear until I moved away from Wisconsin and was like, I can do this now. And now that I'm back here, I've got like a shirt, a sweatshirt and a hat that I can never wear because <laughs> I don't want to be the guy wearing any of those. And anybody who wears both of them at the same time just drives me insane. Like, unless you're going to a Brewers game, you cannot wear a Brewers hat and a Brewers shirt at the same time. It just can't be done. It's just sloppy. It's like, it shows no imagination. It, nothing. <laughs> I got yelled at one time. I my when I lived in Chicago, one of my friends was a a big Twins fan, and we would always go to the Twins White Sox games, and I would wear my Brewers hat. 
And he would be, you can't wear a Brewers hat to a Twins White Sox game. Like, I don't have a horse in this, this race. I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm here for baseball. And then everybody around me would be like, well, the Brewers aren't even playing today. I don't care. I'm a Brewers yeah. fan. I, I'm here to watch baseball. I got a, I got a custom Packers jersey, you know, like the real one with the sewn on letters and numbers, the expensive yeah. one, like 20 years ago, right before I went to my first game. Because, <laughs> of course, I didn't get to go to my first game as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't grow up in Green Bay. But, um, and I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide wh- whose jersey am I going to get? Because at the time it was Favre was the quarterback. And I'm like, well, I don't want to get a Favre jersey because he's not going to be the quarterback forever. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. foresaw that he would be a junk texting douchebag that went and played for the Vikings. <laughs> you know, so thank God yeah. I didn't get that. But I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about any of the players, really. You know, I mean, who's who's what I get when I get like the the number 15 you know, for yeah, um, you gotta get for Bart Starr or, or, or yeah. five for Horning or, you know, like, but even then, like, I wasn't around then. I'm not like a big Packers history buff. I don't really care about the old players other than, you know, can I get it? Can I get a Lombardi and a double zero, you know, or I get my own I, name, but then you have to put double zero because you can't pick an actual number. So what I ended up deciding on was number one and Lambo because okay. he played quarterback and war number one, and he's the founder of the team that stadium's named after. That was the only thing that made any sense to me at all. So it was the only one I could get. I've always said if I get a jersey, it's going to be a Tony Mandrich jersey, <laughs> just because he was the biggest draft bust in NFL <laughs> history. And I think it would be great. I don't know what it is, number 72 or 76 or something. I just think it would be great to walk around with a Mandrich jersey. <laughs> that makes sense to me that, you, that that's what you would pick. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, if I had a Favre jersey, I'd be like, I, I couldn't wear it. And now that he was a Viking, like, I mean, now we're far enough away from that. No one's mad at him. But, you know, I, I don't want to get a Rodgers jersey. He's probably not going to finish his career here. And nope. I don't want to be, like, wearing a Rodgers jersey. I had a friend who had a Woodson jersey. And then he's got number 21 on, and Woodson is long gone. And I just kept making fun of him for wearing whoever it the, the there was a safety was number 21 and he was horrible and i'm like oh you're a big fan of his and it's like no it's a woodson jersey stop it <laughs> you're just stuck with you've got to get it like reggie white i guess you could go with like it's got to be a retired it, number yeah it retired yeah i don't know mandrich is 77 so you're bouncing right around him there okay yeah i also i've always had a problem with like I, you can wear a jersey to a game I just find it weird whenever anybody has a jersey on in public and they're just in public. Yeah. Like if you're going to the game or you're going like we would go to the bars and watch the games in Chicago. I had no problem with people wearing jerseys that day. The one that drove me crazy is you would like the Packers would be playing at three o'clock and the Bears would be on at noon. So we'd be headed to a bar and it's one fifteen, and you see people just like at the grocery store. Yeah. With their Bears jersey on, like you're a big enough fan, you put the jersey on, but you're not home watching the game. I just, I didn't like that. Take nope, you're done. Go away. Yeah, I just, I wear mine to games in Lambo. One yeah. on the rare occasion I get to go, and at home while watching the game, and that's it. Yeah, I learned awfully quick. It was a lot cheaper to pay for the uh, Sunday ticket package than to go to the bars to watch a game. 
my wife and I would go and we'd meet up with some other people. And the two, we, the two of us would spend $220 and three hours at a bar, like drinks and meals. And I like, wait, $220 is what the Sunday ticket costs for a year. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is not go to the bar one time. And I paid for this. Yeah. And that was that, that made a big difference. Like you can catch all the games from the comfort of your own home. I can drink my own beer for free or, you know, much cheaper. a lot less expensive yeah bar prices and now with the uh the illegal streams and the quality and the abundance of them you know if you wanted to do that not that i do that at all living in atlanta but if you wanted to do that you you, you don't have to get the sunday ticket so that's the like i i'm always like i'm a big civil disobedience guy i i think <laughs> you know i like i speed and, and, you know, I'm not saying I drive 120 down the freeway, but speed limit 70, I have no problem doing 85 when there's nothing out there that's, you know, I, yeah. I don't come to a complete stop at the stop signs. Uh, but for you whatever mean, reason. You I, mean the octagonal shaped yield signs? Yes. Yeah, yes, I love those. Uh, I've never had a problem with, you know, these rules that they're easy enough to break and no one really cares. And that's kind of where we've set up with all this streaming and hulu password sharing and stuff but for whatever reason i i just i've never i've never wanted to share my password i've never illegally downloaded movies i and i don't have a problem with anyone who does that i I just for whatever reason anytime like someone's given me their hulu password and i check something out i'm like i feel obligated to pay for this and then i just pay for it so yeah i I don't know why that's the one thing i can't get over i and I've got a friend who downloads all these movies illegally and then shares his database with me. And I, I don't have a problem watching that, but if I wanted to go download a movie he didn't have, I would feel weird about that. It's something I've been trying to figure out for years. (laughs) Why, why I have a problem with this. I don't know. I, I like, I buy CDs still for music. So yeah. Cause I like having the physical thing as a, as a backup. I don't know. I like having the thing. You know, not that I have anywhere to display it because the shelves are full of boxes. You know, I never finished moving into anywhere that I live, which is another <laughs> weird thing about me. Um, everything, I'm always living out of boxes. I've been in this house for 12 years, which is uh, second only to the house I lived in growing up <laughs> at 18 and a half. <laughs> we, we, like the big thing for us that really helped, like we had a ton of crap at our house in central Wisconsin. And when we moved to Chicago, we went from a 1,500 square foot house with a full basement. So basically we had like, it was half finished basement. We had like 2,200 usable square feet plus a giant storage room and a shed in the backyard. We filled everything. And then when we moved to Chicago, 1,200 square foot apartment, we had to get rid of everything. Like we just had so much junk. And since I did that, like we are running thin on everything. Like we, we just realized we didn't need all that crap. So we go through everything and we were doing this before Marie Kondo was cool. Like we would just go through everything and be like, do we need this? Do we use this? There's so much stuff the first time we did that, that I was like, no, this is my baseball card collection. I love this. And then it would get put back in the closet. And six months later, we'd go through everything again. And I would go, oh, I didn't think of my baseball collection since the last time we looked at this. I'm going to see if these are worth anything. I went through, I spent years as a child collecting these baseball cards only to find out that 
like I had one that was worth 17 cents and the rest really? were all nothing. Wow. They were all late eighties. And like, I think I had a Ken Griffey Jr. Rookie card that was probably worth like $3 and the rest were all like worth the paper they were printed on. Ouch. And this is like a complete set. And it was just not even on eBay. Nothing. No, no. That, Cause, because everybody heard stories about their dad getting rich off of the Mickey Mantle rookie cards. And, and so every kid saved them in the eighties. So every, there were thousands of them and, that you know quantity yeah. versus price and since everybody had them they weren't rare and and then half the kids my age went well i'll just take it in my attic for another 20 years well it's still going to be not worth nothing in 20 years i just like i pulled out like the ones that i liked and then threw i had this gigantic like card thing and just into the dumpster behind my building in chicago gone oh, wow and they they weren't worth anything like the whole set was worth like $17 and that was cuz like one card was worth 350 and one card was worth a dollar and then the rest were all worth 2 cents or whatever it was it just wasn't worth the time and then you think i spent my years like moving this around only to just throw it away and you know you look at stuff now and it's like i don't know i don't i've got what i need and i don't need much else yeah. I, I don't know. I need a then, moving into a small condo event to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> then we moved into this, like, you know, when we moved out of Chicago, we've got all this space again and like the opposite problem. Yeah. Full rooms, just empty. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's what this We're house looking. was like when we moved into it from our 1100 square foot apartment. Yeah. That's, I mean, 12 years, you just accumulate stuff that gets stuck somewhere. I, I noticed doing that now too. Like, I just got a new smartwatch and I'm like, well, the old one doesn't really work, but it works well enough. I don't want to throw it away. It just goes in a drawer and it'll sit there for seven years yeah. and I'll look at it in seven years and go, I've never even powered this thing on. So I should just get rid of it now, but I'm not going to because I don't need to. But if we move in two years, I'll pull it out of a drawer and go, I need to get rid of this. That's where if you stay somewhere, you just accumulate more stuff. I mean, who wants to move every two years just to keep your stuff minimum? <laughs> I don't want to move at all. <laughs> Three moves ago, we announced this is our forever home. We're never moving again. And then we've moved a bunch since then. Yep. I think we're like now when we're talking, we're, if we like it here, we're going to stay here, but we're not making that decision for at least another year. And uh, we've even been talking when we buy it'll be what we need for, for now. I don't think we're, we plan on staying anywhere permanently ever again. Just, I mean, just the way the world is now where her job is completely remote. I just need to be close to an airport. What does it matter where we are? Yeah. Why would we pay Chicago prices to stay in a Chicago condo? Wow, and we're back, and uh, we have had a nerd burger first here with Kevin on episode four fifteen. File size limit—that's interesting. Yes, that's probably because we talked for too long before we started recording. We talked for over an hour before we started recording, and yeah, we were when at we, like three minutes or three hours and like seventeen minutes or something like that. 
when we took that break and I went in and refilled my coffee, yeah. Rachel said, how long is the show? And I was like, well, we started talking and she's like, oh, okay. Like she's met me. So she knows like, <laughs> I will just start talking. She oh, drives her insane at the grocery store. Cause I'm too nice to tell people like, you know, in the grocery store, when you run into someone that you have no desire to talk to, <laughs> I'm just too nice to go like pound sand old lady and walk away. <laughs> so that's always been tough for me. I will talk and talk and talk. Yeah, um, so the the file size limit on GarageBand is two gigs, in case you were wondering, and that takes right. a, that takes about a three and a quarter hours to hit that. All right, well we nailed that. Nice. Um, I guess this uh, interview, this Larry King style, ended up just as much about me, and it might say something about my level of narcissism. I was wondering if that was on purpose. No. Welcome just, to <laughs> Kevin question asks Larry King style questions of Mike in order to elicit his own responses. I just like to, it, it, I don't know if it's a way to empathize where I've always got some way I can relate to that. And then also, I, I don't know if, if anybody listening for the last 14 hours has noticed this. I like to talk. Just a little. I got stories. Um, so the last the question more, I have The more you, talky you do, the less talky I have to do. That's how this works. Know. Well, since we both have killed off our podcasting partners, we're kind of on our own. <laughs> Are they buried next to each other? Uh, they may be. I don't know. Um, we did that strangers on a train thing where uh, I won't tell you, you don't have to tell me, and it's just done. Oh. Yeah. Um, also, have you ever seen strangers <laughs> on a train? That's really not what it is at all. <laughs> no, I've only seen throw mama from a train. Yeah, very similar, but not at all the same. Um, so I had one question left and uh, listeners last week will realize this is a complete callback. Um, but what hand do you wipe your bum with? <laughs> well, first I will answer the question and then, and then I will tell you, um, an interesting thing about this question. The answer is right. Cause I'm totally right side dominant. I do everything with my right hand. Me too, but I still use toilet paper, not my hand. <laughs> Wah, wah. Or are we doing the Matthew style jokes now? Yeah. Elephant, I've giraffe. Been, I've been a dad joke guy since I was like 12 years old. <laughs> As I've stated on the show before, I do not remember jokes. Yeah. I'm physically incapable of remembering jokes. So you're completely right side dominant. Can you do anything with your left hand? I don't. Is it? It just holds things down while my right hand does other things. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. paperweight. I'm well, oh, oh, I, I can play guitar. That's the only, literally the only thing I could do with my left hand is is fret strings. I've worked on like trying to do stuff with my left hand. Like I exclusively sign credit card receipts with my left hand. Like not the receipts, but like the electronic ones at the grocery store. Yeah. Like I exclusively do that with my left hand just because the pen's on that side. The pen is always on the left side. It is. So when you go to pick it up, you, you got to pull it's it. It's a weird, awkward, thing. yeah. So I and and I I have not signed an electronic thing real ever. I'll it's always a just a scribble. Or, yeah. or I I used to write funny, stupid things. Or like one time, I like took the time to color in the whole rectangle that you can write in. <laughs> this was, I think it was at Walmart back then. <laughs> Walmart used to print out and it would show your signature on the bottom and it was just this it looked like it was redacted when it printed out at the end so that's funny but yeah i'm kind of the same way i left hand doesn't do much except get in the way yeah 
I oh, I had a hotel one time. Uh, I was staying in where the toilet was so close to the wall on the right side. And you had to turn you sideways. Couldn't get your right hand around the back <laughs> to to take care of it. And and I was like, didn't even think about it. No problem. Throw and it was the most awkward left-handed wipe. It was the most awkward thing I have ever done. Why didn't I, you just turn ninety degrees to the to the left? Well, so the, it was it was close enough to the shower on the left, like where oh, you couldn't okay. you couldn't really turn, and like it was you just couldn't get that arm around on the one side, and like the the shower was on the other. It was it, I don't yeah, know see. who designed this Hilton, but they did not leave enough room. If and, that if that had been me, I I would have uh, I would have tried to turn to the left, seen the shower, and said. Ah, f- it, and just gotten in the shower. <laughs> we had uh, a rental. Tiny Tim style. It was the first spot my wife and I lived after college before we were married. My mom had a little bit of a problem with it. We'd been dating for six years at this point. We were engaged planning our wedding, and we moved to a different city, and we moved in together. And my mom had a problem with it, but we're in a crappy college housing thing, and we shouldn't have been because... She had a real job at that point and we could afford better, but it's the spot we found and we just moved in. The wall was so close to the toilet on the left that you couldn't sit on the toilet. You had to turn just off center to the right a little bit. And there was a door right there with a mirror on the back. So you would sit down and you would turn and there was just a guy staring at you pooping every time. Like, oh my God, that's me. That's me. We're okay. Like it was... Like I, I have friends that will still bring it up, like, oh my god, that place with the mirror that would just you'd stare at yourself pooping in the mirror. It was so off putting. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. But where where okay, so when you said that you wanted to do a Larry King style interview and ask me questions about me, mm-hmm. for some reason my mind went straight to last week with Matthew. And the right-handed, left-handed conversation. Okay. And I thought, we didn't ask him. Sam thought to ask him about wiping. Mm-hmm. But nobody asked him about masturbating. And I'm shocked that that didn't happen in that episode. Huh. And I thought, oh, no, is Kevin going to ask me about wiping or masturbating? And sure enough, you asked so, him about wiping. I thought about masturbating, but I thought no one wants to talk about Like It's something everyone well, does, but no one wants to talk about That was the, the next thing that I thought of was I was glad that nobody asked that of Matthew because right. I don't I don't want to know. No, that's no. let's keep some air of mystery. Wiping's <laughs> bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> I I just as a PSA, I want to put out there that if you haven't got one of those bidet toilet attachments, you are missing out. <laughs> it is it is a breath of fresh air. I, I, our toilet paper usage has plummeted since I got one of these things. Now, did you I've did you get that out of necessity last spring when there was no toilet paper? Or I got it like five years ago. Oh wow! And when when COVID hit, I was like, "Who's the genius now?" My <laughs> wife thinks it's the dumbest thing in the world. She doesn't use it. I love it. I, it wakes you up in the morning because <laughs> it it's not heated, so you're getting that cold Wisconsin water in the morning. You are up. <laughs> But I, I mean, it's like trying to get peanut butter on a shade carpet. You just can't do that with paper alone. Wow. Yeah. No, I've heard nothing but, but good things from the people who either have bidets or the bidet attachment. 
everybody it's so raves. much better here than in our condo so our condo seven story building and they need to use pressurized water to get it up to the top floor yep we were on the second floor so our water pressure was higher than like because they they kind of aim for the water pressure to be normal at the middle floors so on the bottom floors it's too high and on the top floors it was a little too low but sure. in the middle it averages out it man there were times where that water just shot out of there hard <laughs> that, that second floor was was a little too brisk <laughs> for uh for an attachment like that it, you, you were awake it's got a you turn you can turn the nozzle to cleaning and turn it on and it sprays down and i did that one time except i i guess i didn't turn it to cleaning and turned it and it from across like it spread that thing it had range it, it <laughs> and of course like it sprayed me in the, the face and chest and and i turned and as bathroom in our condo would go out the door, like into the master bedroom and all the way across, like it hit the wall on the other side. It had, it had range. It was impressive. That's some, that's some water pressure. Yeah. All right. Well, before we fill up another one, do we have a Kevin question this week? We do. Do you, do you want to um, ask it yourself? Since uh, you're here? I, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, if you've no. got it in front of you, pull it. I wrote, I never, rem- I wrote it. I don't remember exactly how I worded it. Okay. I'll I'll read it to you. <laughs> Here we go. 182 question you asked. Has anyone ever been happy to receive the Valpac coupons in the mail? No one is waiting by the end of their driveway for a coupon for 13 cents off at A&W and $100 off Windows. That's lowercase w Windows, actual Windows. I would have to guess <laughs> that they hit the recycling bin in 94% of all homes without even being looked at. Who are the companies that keep paying for this? Thanks. You, Kevin. I just thought of this because I just brought one in on Friday. I had not checked the mail for a couple of days because I get the informed delivery. Oh, I just, I just started getting that. And that's so great. I love it because they scan everything and you know, what's showing up, but they don't scan the prepaid, resorted crap like that. So I went out thinking there's going to be like one electric bill and one uh, something else in there. And I opened it up and it's Valpac and it's all of these other like just jammed in there. I felt so bad for the, the post office because he's been trying to get stuff in around the the weird local newspaper that they send you through the mail for like Village of Howard. And it's all about this hair salon that's opening like, they stick that in your mailbox they just dump that on my lawn oh so, so we've got like the local like village just outside of green bay that it gets mailed out by village hall and it's it's 92 percent ads and like three stories about what's happening in the village and it's just all jammed in there and i just looked at the coupons like who is ordering checks why is that one it's still in there checks like <laughs> I don't need who's written a check in the yeah. last hundred years. The lady ahead of me at the grocery store, and that's it. I have I have checks I, to pay like people who come in and do work. Yeah, that's uh, our still have our yeah. rental in Chicago. It's the spot we lived two places ago. Yeah, and we still write those. Any checks we send, like for our rent here, we just send that through our bank. Our bank cuts them a check and mails it to them. It, 
I don't understand who like who's keeping up the checkbook and who needs who needs the cool like oh it's got basset hounds because you know me I love basset hounds. <laughs> I just I yeah no I had to order a new box of checks last year because I ran out and I was like wait how do I do this? Yeah, I had to research it. I had to figure it out because it I hadn't had to do it in five years. We got a box of checks when we moved to Chicago in 2012 and I think it was 400 checks and we still were only at like 250 Yeah, like, at this rate. And it's less and less each year that we're writing at this rate. That box will last us until we die. I get and the smallest amount. It's, it's, it's only like a hundred checks at a time. Cause I'm like, at some point I'm really not going to need these, but somehow people still need checks. Yeah, and I, I go I scrambling up, to find the damn thing. I opened up that Val pack when I when we first moved here. I'm like, oh, let's see what's going on in in the Green Bay area, and it was all the same AW stuff. And <laughs> like, okay, who's I'm going out of my way to go to an A and W? I don't, eh, I don't think so. I it's it's all like you want to replace your windows, you know? Call yeah. us and garage doors. Yep. It's all that stuff. I Carpet just, cleaning. When I when I used to sell liquor in the bars, I would cross paths with the guy who sold phone book ads. And I was in one of my bars, and she he she was upping like, oh yeah, I'll just I'll renew the same one. And I, I said, Heidi, I just have to ask. I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but does that get? Do you get any business from the phone book ad? And she's like, I never really thought about that. I've always just I've done it, you know. I've done it since the eighties. Oh my God. I was like, I don't know anyone who like, does the phone book even come to people's houses anymore? And she's like, that's a good point. You know what? I'm going to cancel my, the guy was pissed at me. (laughs) 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 I wasn't trying to be an ass. I was just wondering, like, do you think this really brings you business? You'd be better off spending that money, like claiming your Google page or your, your page on Yelp and, and feel like getting active there. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think I've gotten a. I think the whole time I lived in Chicago, I didn't get a phone book. I, I don't know if they're still dropping them off at people's front doors every year. They drop them off here, but it seems like it doesn't happen every year. It's kind of sporadic. God, that used to be a big deal. And I they're just, small now. They're so small now. I remember as a kid. I mean, in Green Bay, it was it was four inches thick, and it, you know, half white pages, half yellow pages. Yep. I couldn't imagine like a, a real city like Chicago, like. Does it come in How many... two separate books, white and yellow? Yeah, does it come in a set? Do you have to get like a bookcase for it that fits it like the Encyclopedia Britannica? <laughs> I've only got A through L. I lost the other half. <laughs> I, I still, I like when I see the, like kids today won't even understand like why it's called AABC Driving School. Right, yeah. That's, I went to AABC, not because it was first in the alphabet, but because I called everywhere and found the best price, but it was first in the phone book because it was AABC driving school. And then you'd always have the rebel who would be like ZZ cleaners. So they're the last on the list. Yep. Good stuff guys. <laughs> ZZ bottom. <laughs> I, I, the other thing I've always liked is when you, you get the stores that are named after a street, like we had one in Chicago it was, it was Halstead Floral, 
but it wasn't on Halstead Street anymore. It w- it had moved to a different street, but it was still Halstead Floral. Right. I'm I'm enamored with those things. Like you named yourself after the street, and then when you had to move off of that street, your you, name became you irrelevant. Name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they have to make up a story about how the uh, the founder of the company, you know, Horatio Halstead, back in <laughs> 1895, moved to Chicago from wherever Halsteads come from, England. Yeah. I don't know. No, but I have my, uh, it's funny. You sent me that email this morning and I read it and I just went and I looked over at the pile of mail, like the most recent one (laughs) and bam, Valpac. (laughs) And I opened it up because I, I have been opening all of these since like around Christmas time because the place that we get our taxes done. Okay. Puts out a coupon. It's like a $25 coupon or something. And they always ask when you come in, do you have the coupon? And then you go, here's the coupon. With you, you give it to them with all of your information. And I'm like, what happens if we come in here without a coupon? Do you just have a stack of them that you can just give us? You're just going to give us the coupon anyway. Like the coupon is meaningless. Like the price mm-hmm. is actually $25 less than what you say it is. Because obviously everybody comes in with this coupon. You're asking them for the coupon. And I'm like, I'm, I've always wondered what happens if you come in without the coupon, well, I'm going to find out a week from tomorrow when we go, (laughs) because I, like I said, I've been opening up every one of these damn things when they've been coming and I have not found their stupid coupon yet. And I'm so pissed. And so I saw this laying there and I thought, there it is. It's finally here. Thank you, Kevin. You made me think about it and look at the stack of mail and go, Oh, there it is just in the nick of time. And I opened it up and I went through all this crap for windows and carpet cleaning and other bullshit and checks. And there's no coupon in here. Now I get to dump it in the recycle bin with everything else. Have you ever done your taxes on your own yeah, before I, you go in to see if they actually save you money? Oh, no, I know they're saving us money. Really? What? Yeah. I, I always wonder what... So we've done our taxes on our own for years. I mean, always. I, I started doing it myself when I was filling out a stupid EZ form. And, like, we make good money, but we don't have any weird deductions. So I don't know... Like, you don't do the home what, office stuff and all that? No, because I never, I mean, I they never were used. They, yeah. We, see, we, Up until this year, we never, I mean, I never had a home office. It was, I mean, I, I just get on a plane and well, I work from wherever I am. I've never done that. And even if we do that stuff, the standard deduction is still more than, like even we would, we would do it when we, when you could take a mortgage deduction, we would or a, a, not a mortgage deduction, a property tax deduction, we would do the thing where we would, one year we would pay our property tax in early January, and then later that year we would pay it in late December. So then you double dip that one year, yeah. and we would just do that ourselves. And then the next year you have no deduction because you yeah. can do it twice in one year. But even doing that, like the standard deduction was, I mean, I am apparently not a charitable person, so... There's no deductions for money that we've given to charity. Maybe I'm a horrible person for that, but no, we give tons to Goodwill every year. Yeah, and then they give you the receipt, and you write like thirteen dollars on it, and you still don't get the standard deduction. That's <laughs> that was like the biggest life hack I ever learned. Don't waste your time doing a garage sale. Just give all the crap away because the time you're going to sit at a garage sale is never worth the money you get for all the crap you have. Yeah. That's just an excuse to have 
like social hour with your neighbors and Man, random strangers. We, that's we which loaded doesn't up. seem like fun to me. <laughs> we we didn't. The, the people that like, oh, we're gonna have our, a rummage sale. Like, okay, have fun with that. When a bunch of weirdos coming in your house trying to buy your lawnmower, like it's got a blanket over it. It's clearly not for sale. Yeah. So what is so in Wisconsin we call them rummage sales. Down there, they called yard sales or the garage sales. I, what are they? I don't know. Um, that was one of the things I, I mentioned going down to Joliet with my grandparents. Visit my grandparents like all the time, and um, my parent in the summer, my parents used to take a week off from having kids, and they would send my sister and I down there for an, like on one Saturday, and then come pick us up the next Saturday. You know, so we lived with my grandparents for a week, and they were both retired. And, um, that was, that was what, what they did was they went to, they called them rummage sales. This is down in Joliet. And, um, but I'm also familiar with garage sale, not really yard sale. I think yard sale might be what they call it down here. That might be a, either way. I mean, you're selling, it's, what are you selling? I think you're selling rummage. You're not selling your yard. You're not selling your garage. That's true. It should be rummage. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Kitty corner, catty corner. Uh, I interchangeably. Okay. What about uh, drinking fountain, water fountain, or bubbler? Oh, I never learned bubbler. I always called it. Um, I called it a water fountain until I learned that the technical term is drinking fountain because yeah, a water, water fountain, fountain is, is just in front of a building. That's just yeah, that's decoration. Yeah. You don't want to drink out of that. Because that's just recycling all kinds of bacteria. From so bird my favorite, my favorite Wisconsin one. So we had bubbler. It was because Kohler created the bubbler drinking fountain. Oh, is that what it comes from? I always wondered. Yeah, it was. A, it was. Brands. It was their brand name. Their their model of drinking fountain was called a bubbler. It was the one in like all of our schools growing up. So everyone in like northern Wisconsin calls it a bubbler. And the only other spot they call it bubbler is in Boston because they sold a bunch of these to Boston as well. So they'll call it a bubbler. It wow. bubbles up, I guess. I don't know. But that's what we grew up with. The one that the other big Wisconsin one is a time machine. T-Y-M-E. Yeah. And it was the ATM, the company that put them out was T-Y-M-E. It was take your money everywhere. Yep. And the, all the, the banks rest, contracted all, with them. Yep. And now like it's been replaced by pulse is the big one. And, but in Wisconsin, everyone called them a time machine. T-Y-M-E. Yeah. And I was on a work trip. This was uh, when I was still with the liquor company. Uh, Southern Comfort sent us to New Orleans for a weekend and we were in a strip club and the guy that I'm with needed more money and he's got a stripper on his lap and he asked her where the time machine was (laughs) and she I had to like lean over like actually what he's looking for is an ATM but in Wisconsin and she instantly thought this guy was crazy yeah and here she is on his lap yeah My story about that is, uh, so I went to freshman year. Yeah. Freshman year. So Halloween, um, bunch of my friends decided that they wanted to drive over to Madison 
to do Halloween on State Street in Madison. And we had a place to stay and all this. And it was like, I don't know, six of us in a truck. And we drove down. And um, we get there. And we're like, let's go, you know, shopping at the record store or whatever. Like, we needed to kill time for whatever reason. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I need to hit the time machine first. And they all just stopped and turned and looked at me like I was completely <laughs> effing insane. And they were like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, the time machine for money. And they were like, what? And I had to go through the whole spiel and explain it to them. And then I pointed at it. Look, right over there. T-Y-M-E. And they all thought that was the craziest thing. Have you ever put chains on a car? Like the tires Mm -mm. on a car? No. I had a friend who was like, so Wisconsin, we just drive in the snow. Like, uh, you know, oh, six inches of snow. You're like, ah, they don't have to slow down for that. Um, (laughs) I had a friend who did like a mission trip out in like Washington state and it was in the mountains and it was spring and it, it had snowed and they're asking her, well, you, you drive in Wisconsin, put the chains on. And these people are all from like Southern California and like Miami and they've never seen snow, let alone have any idea how to put chains on. And she's like, I've never done this. And they're like, you're from Wisconsin. How do you not know this? She's like, we just drive in the snow. It's fine. She had to drive this <laughs> van up a mountain with no chains on the tires. Cause no one knew how to do it. Like we just drive in the snow guys. It's fine. Turn into the skid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now cars won't even let you skid. You got to turn off the traction control to have any fun. Yep. <laughs> if you can turn off the traction control. Yeah. There's always too many options. What drives me nuts about, and I, I, I I'm, I don't know if I can even avoid this when I eventually have to buy another new car somewhere down the road is uh the stupid thing where it automatically shuts the engine off when you stop at a traffic light that's my car has that but it's got the thing where i can turn it off and it will permanently leave it off i don't have to turn it off i've had rental cars where every time you get in it you can hit the button to turn off the auto shut off but then it resets you start the car you have to push it again thankfully my car remembers that setting and leaves it for me oh so that's a rental car thing where where so it's all new it cars. doesn't let you over no 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 the part about over, being able to override it permanently so i think that's just because i drive a bmw not that i'm trying to brag about driving a bmw <laughs> i just think that they went our our customers don't care about the environment we'll let them turn it off permanently where <laughs> like every time i get a ford as a rental car you could turn it off every time you start the car you push the button and it, it stops what annoys me is when you're in Arizona and it's 109 degrees out and you stop at a stoplight, which also causes the air conditioning to shut off. Yeah. That doesn't make and any you, sense to me. You're sweating your balls off and you're just like, Oh no, override, override. <laughs> or you, you, you have to tap the gas a little bit to get it to turn back on. And I, I can't stand it. I, I can't yeah. imagine that it's, it's good for the car. I don't care what they say. Oh, well, we've re-engineered yeah. the starters and we've put, you know, safety mechanisms in place to protect the engine and the components and all that. Like, no, 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 I don't believe you. No, I, I just, you, man, you, you've put, you've there. put components in place to prevent it from causing a problem right up until the warranty expires. And then the whole thing blows up on me <laughs> and I have to have all this crap replaced, this extra stuff that shouldn't be there. Yeah. That's I, I'm sure next time I buy a, a new car, it'll have that option. But 
Uh, who knows? Hopefully that won't be a long time. When we moved here, we've only, we only had one car in Chicago. Rachel doesn't do much driving. Now that we're here, she drives, you know, if she's going out somewhere, she'll drive. She can't take the train because they don't have them here. Um, but when we moved here, everyone's like, you're going to have to get a second car. And at least right now with like her gym isn't open, so she can't go to the gym. Yeah. Uh, where are we going? Like there's, there hasn't been a time yet where both of us need to go somewhere separate. And everybody keeps they for the first two months we lived here, everyone in our family would keep sending us like, I saw this in my neighborhood. It's a picture with a car with a for sale sign on it, or <laughs> the internet at work had this on it and someone's selling their car. Like, we don't know if we're staying here. We don't know what kind of car we want. Like, let's wait till we need one. Like, I know there will be, like, I'm going to Detroit for work in a couple of weeks and I'm driving. Well, she's going to be stuck here alone with no car. So that happened. Maybe if that happens a couple of times, we'll need to consider getting a car. But everyone's like super concerned that we only have one car. I think we'll be fine. We're not going anywhere. We never, like, I, the other day, I, so someone sent us flowers because she was in the hospital and That's I had nice to go pick them. them up because if you're not here to get them because you're in the hospital, they won't just leave them on your porch, I guess. So I had to go pick them up. And my mother-in-law was like, Oh, I'll go get them. You know, you, you won't have to go. I'm like, I need to get out of the house. I haven't left the house in four days since we got back from the hospital. And I, it's, I just need to get out of the house. Sometimes my wife could stay inside forever and never feel like, you know, if, I, yeah, that's me. <laughs> when when the shutdown started, I went to the grocery store like every two weeks and I would get in the car, drive to the grocery store, like come back. And I think there there was probably three months where she didn't leave the condo because like our, our dog died right before the shutdown. So no one even had to take the dog out. I, I don't think she left the condo for three months. And then it was another five months, I think, before I was alone in the condo. Like, she had an appointment somewhere, and she went, and I was, like, sitting there, like, oh, there's there's not someone in another room, like, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can watch the crazy YouTube videos that I wouldn't ever let anybody see me watch, <laughs> because she's gone. Like, finally catch up on my conspiracy shows. <laughs> conspiracy shows uh-oh you don't watch the curse of oak island do you oh i've seen that that's one of my favorite hotel shows like i would i would never i told my wife if i ever set my dvr for this you've got to like sit down and have a serious conversation with me but i love watching it in a hotel room like you get back from dinner you're just a little buzzed it's too early to go to bed but you you don't have any and i just sit there and i'll watch the crap out of two idiots wasting their money <laughs> in <a> hole. <laughs> two idiots from the up side of the wisconsin up border mm -hmm. that's where they're from they're from like they're yeah. right outside iron mountain man two guys that got rich off of mining well after mining was a thing you got rich from <laughs> <laughs> or are you suggesting that there's something suspicious about that i no i'm just <laughs> that's i've noticed that's how things happen here like it wisconsin is is like it's like 20 years behind everything. Like just all the stuff that no longer exists in the rest of the country. You can still find here independently owned gas stations are completely gone in the rest of the country. 
I mean, not completely, but they're they're few and far between, and they're all independently owned here. Yeah, it's it, it's such a weird weird place to live. It's like back in time, which is actually nice because you don't have all the weird stuff you have in the rest of the country. Like, I mean, the crime here, like what people here consider crime is laughable. (laughs) Green Bay was just voted like the safest large city in the country. Like, I don't know where they're getting large from, but like, I, yeah, it's definitely not a large city. And it, it, I mean, People here are so worried, like, oh, my God, did you see that, like, two kids stole a pack of gum from a gas station? I think we're going to be okay. You're like, I just moved here from Chicago. Let me tell you about crime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you go outside after noon because it's too dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. I watch a lot of the History Channel stuff, but I'm so bad with names. I always describe it as like, I'm like, it's it's the fat guy and tall guy dig through your grandpa's garbage one. What's that one? Yeah. That's uh, and then, <laughs> my dad watches like, that one too, and I told him that that that's what you called it, and he 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 thought that was hilarious. The like, other that's one exactly have, what it is. <laughs> it was like the other one was like bald guy, fat guy, fat guy, and old guy <laughs> buy your junk. Yeah, <laughs> they they stopped that show though, right? Didn't one of, one of the kids went to prison or something? So I thought so, but it's I still you know, on. I, I've watched a lot of daytime TV this week that I don't normally watch because I'm caring for an elderly wife at this point. <laughs> um, and that show was on the History Channel. And there were, I mean, it was after the one guy died. Like oh, the, yeah, the somebody, yeah, yeah, the old guy died. And then somebody and, went to prison. Yeah, and they were advertising for new episodes. And the three, the, the three guys were on. I, I don't know. I don't know which one is in prison because he may or may not still be in prison. I don't know. Maybe they let him out because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was one of the stories we didn't get to in the news. <laughs> we'll have to do that next time. Yeah. Speaking right. of which, we probably should wrap this up. All right. <laughs> so, listeners, um, I should have told you this at the beginning of the show, but uh, make time for two episodes this week. Yeah, A plus for anybody who gets through the whole thing. <laughs> we'll have to give you a uh, Valpac coupon out of appreciation. Uh, this is too inside. Like there was an episode six months ago where you guys went long, and if someone made it to the end, you could email whoever the guest was, and he was going to send something. And it I sounds emailed vaguely the familiar. email. You did, I, I, and and the email bounced back undeliverable. <laughs> so I was like. <laughs> I must have typed it in wrong. And either either I didn't know how to spell this person's name because it was just their name. I can't remember what it was. And I okay, I couldn't figure out how to spell their name correctly or their email address was not what they were saying it was because it was email them and they would send you something. I don't, I, I don't even remember who that was. I remember that, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah. It wasn't Matthew, was it? Could have, it could have been, honestly. I I have a hard time keeping straight who's who between Matthew and James. And there's the few that I, I know. And then everyone right. else kind of smushes together as until, until we get further into the show. And I'm like, Oh, that's the whiskey guy. Or, uh, <laughs> that's the guy in the military. Yep. Or that's the guy with the thon. <laughs> the mankini. Well, and a thon. That's, that's what I was thinking. Oh, the, oh, I thought you said thong. <laughs> 
No, Thon, T O N. And I'm like, wow, you remembered the thong thing about Sam, and that was just his first episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's too many Mikes and Matthews and Matts and. Yeah, a Jim and a James, and yeah. Yeah. And Ando and an Andy. I don't know what parents were thinking in that like late 70s. 70s 80s time like everyone was like matt mark mike yeah well michael was number one for like 30 years and then matthew was the one that was in second place that finally overtook it and then the the three of us kids i'm kevin my brother's michael and my sister is aaron three very irish names not a drop irish blood and i asked my mom (laughs) five years ago like why'd you give us all irish names and she goes i never noticed that it's Kevin, Michael, and Aaron. Those are pretty Irish. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We better, we better wrap it up because okay. I'll go another three episodes if we're not careful. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin, for Thanks joining for us for me. two episodes. <laughs> Episode, well, literally, I have two files. I have 415 and 415 too. Now, this will be interesting to edit. <laughs> um, do, did you write an outro for us? I did. Oh, sweet. It's not very good, I'm sure, but. All right. Well. All right. Well, join us next week for the world's shortest. No, 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 no. You got to wait for the, you got to wait for the music for that. I was waiting for the music. I thought we would just pipe it in later. No, no, no. I do that live. (laughs) I was trying to do the the Bill O'Reilly clip from a thousand years ago. F*** it. We'll do it live. Yeah, look it up. It's probably on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, no, now is the part where you ask me um, where they can find us. Oh, Mike, where can they find you? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com. Email us, nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. Join us next week when we have the world's shortest episode. We don't even fit, finish through the welcome to nerd, but... <laughs> Burger show. Oh, it was just <laughs> Zoom stalled a little. Sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> All right. It's no me. more jokes about my wife, about me not being able to go long enough. Hey, oh, I had to wait till the show was over to get the drum. Beat. Come on. <laughs> I thought about it a few times, but uh, you didn't uh, give me a, a break to turn around. <laughs> no, I just just keep talking. No dead air. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I, I wish I could remember what the last show I was on. It had to be 60 episodes ago. No, that can't be right. It was for the shot. It was, it was year. November oh, so, of yeah. 2019. Yeah. Yeah. That's like 60 episodes ago. It wasn't huh. the, was it Super Bowls over Manhattan or was it the, or was yes, that the first one you were on? I, that was the first time I was on. It was the, no, cause you were on twice. So it was the one after that. Yeah. It was oh, the, something about the blowhole. Yeah. Because I used the George Costanza gif with the the golf ball. Yeah. Yep.
Okay. I can't believe I spent all day yesterday getting news stories. <laughs> well, I'll have you on again. I'm always available. Okay. Good I, to know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, well, thank you again. My wife. Yeah. I see my wife needs to be fed. So, Hopefully uh, she's uh, still alive. Tell her I said thank you. Right. And I'm sorry. Well, I'll look forward. I don't know if I'll have enough space <laughs> in my phone to download this one, but I'll give it a try. All right. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. He was described as Sam from Shrewsbury, and I, I thought Sammy Peeps at first. Like, did we get Sammy Peeps? <laughs> this is a big get. Oh, now I'm, pi- now, I'm sh- now I'm pissed that we didn't make that joke. Yeah. We didn't think to That's do that. That's what I thought when you introduced him. I was like, hold on. What's going on here? And then listening, I realized what was happening.